Welcome to WFUV's What's What. It's Monday, August 7th. What's What is a daily podcast that explores current events, culture, news, and hot topic issues in the New York metropolitan area. And includes features and interviews exclusively from WFUV. I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And I'm Jaya Joyce. And here's What's What in the City. New Yorkers can now expect increased prices when driving in and out of the city. That's due to the MTA toll hike, which is now in effect. The new toll price is $6.94. That's gone up from $6.55. The hike is applied to the Verrazano, Whitestone, Throgsneck, and RFK bridges, as well as the Midtown and Brooklyn Battery Tunnels. For in-state drivers with the New York registered EasyPass tag, prices have gone up 6%. But out-of-state drivers can expect a 10% increase. That will come to a total of $11.19. The toll hike is projected to create $117 million in revenue for the MTA. Some New York City residents are protesting a new migrant respite center at Sunset Park in Brooklyn. The Sunset Park Recreation Center has been closed for public access so it can house asylum seekers, but the pool is still open for people to use. Around 100 ralliers gathered at the recreation center yesterday where migrants have been sleeping on cots. Protesters argue that the shelter, which is being managed by the city's Office of Emergency Management and MedRight, has restricted residents from enjoying usual programming. They also say the mayor's office did not give enough notice before the opening. The center's opening arrives as the city has run out of space to house migrants in homeless shelters and emergency hotels. The U.S. women's soccer team have been knocked out of the World Cup after losing in a dramatic penalty shootout to Sweden. It's the earliest exit ever in the World Cup for U.S. women's soccer in their entire team history. This comes after the team was aiming for their third consecutive title. Despite the loss, the team received congratulations from their head coach, Vladko Andonovsky, as well as First Lady Jill Biden, who commended them for their grit and determination. Sweden will advance to play Japan in the quarterfinals. Barbie has officially made history after surpassing $1 billion in global box office sales this weekend. The film has created a sea of pink throughout the world. Its director, Greta Gerwig, is the first solo female director to reach this milestone. She's passed Patty Jenkins' record for Wonder Woman in just three weeks. It's also been a successful run in the box office for the other half of Barbenheimer. Christopher Nolan's film Oppenheimer has surpassed $500 million in the same amount of time. Ten years after the start of Matilda's run on Broadway, kids who played the iconic lead role will be reuniting for a performance tonight and tomorrow in New York City. The event is called Matilda Palooza and will feature Broadway's Matilda's All Grown Up with musical tunes and dinner specials for fans. Both nights' shows will be at 54 Below in Manhattan. Tomorrow's will also be live-streamed. For more information on how to get tickets, visit 54below.org. And on this day in 1976, the iconic song Don't Go Breaking My Heart by Elton John and Kiki D hit number one on the U.S. singles chart. The song would become Elton John's sixth number one in the United States. The nonprofit organization Project Renewal opened the first Support and Connection Center in 2020 alongside New York City's Department of Health. The center has been helping unhoused New Yorkers get back on their feet for the last three years. 
WFUV's Maya Sargent sits down with Carly Wargo, the director of the Support and Connection Center, to discuss their services and support system. I was wondering if you could possibly start by just telling me about the overall mission and what your role is in the project specifically. Project Renewal is a very large organization, and the purpose of the agency is to end the cycle of homelessness by empowering people to renew their lives, and we do that through health, home, and jobs. So we have shelter, we have housing programs, we have healthcare, substance use treatment, um, and all of these services are offered to New Yorkers who need support. My role within the agency is I'm the director of the Support and Connection Center, Um, I'm also the director of harm reduction and I oversee some of our substance use programming within the agency. I was wondering if you could tell me a little bit about the Support and Connection Centre itself. That's the partnership between Project Renewal and the New York City Department of Health. Can you explain the model to me and who are you trying to reach with this programme? The Project Renewal Support and Connection Center is a program that really tries to reach people that would otherwise end up in hospitals, psych emergency rooms, EDs, jail, arrest. The Project Renewal Support and Connection Center is a 24-hour program, so we're open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. We have very specific referral sources that we accept our guests from. Our program is a five-day stay, so we don't have a lot of time with them, but in those five days, we work really hard to accomplish whatever the goal of the guest is. Sometimes that's getting into a shelter or accessing a safe haven or getting into rehab. What do you think makes the Support and Connection Centre so unique in its approach and in the way that it helps people who are in crisis as well as connecting with all these community organisations as well? So I think the one thing that makes us really unique is that we are very client-centered and we practice a harm reduction model. So what that means is that when people come to us, we don't have expectations for what they should and shouldn't do. It's really what they need in that moment to feel supported. So whatever they come to us with, we find ways to support that goal. We try to be extremely client-centered. We utilize our peer counselors for their expertise to kind of be able to build rapport and trust with our guests. And although they can only stay here for five days, after the five days, if they leave, they can still come back for aftercare services. And how do you find, I guess, that approach that you have that is so different? How do you find that helps benefit the guests? It allows space for trust to be built. We create a space that feels safe and doesn't feel like they're doing things to make us happy per se, or doing things that they're not comfortable doing. Um, A lot of our, the people that we serve are people who are not typically in shelters or in programs. So they don't trust the systems, quote unquote. What would you say success looks like for you and then the guests at the center? A lot of our initial engagements are building trust, which is success, right? Like if someone comes back to us, then we have had success with this particular person. So a lot of our success is getting people connected to safe havens. We've gotten people into long-term housing, like assisted living. We've supported people in accessing medications, substance use treatment, getting Medicaid. Success is so different for everybody. And I think that's what makes this program really special. It's, It's not about one specific goal that we have to meet. It's really about getting people in here because we have the beds, filling the space, and then supporting the people in whatever way that they see fit for themselves. And what would you say are some of the long-term goals for the Supporting Connection Centre? The Supporting Connection Centre is a really great model, and I think keeping the space small is what 
contributes to that. So I think ideally it would be great to have more programs like this, more support and connection centers in different boroughs. There's so much need out there for people. That was WFUV's Maya Sargent talking with Carly Wargo about the New York City Support and Connection Center in East Harlem. And that's our show for today. But check back with us tomorrow around 3 o'clock for more news, music, culture, and sports. And as always, you can find more from us at WFUV.org slash news and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Ben Oppenheimer. And I'm Jaya Joyce. And that's What's What.